know. I'm just happy. It's funny. You were like sitting here for a while with each other. And then the minute this goes on, we're like, oh. I know. We've already had like six conversations. <laughs> well, so why, do turn we, it on. why do we do this? We had such a good off pod tea moment right now. I mean, there's always so much tea going on. I love it. So we're, we're here with the beautiful Zoila Darton. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> So, um, Zoila is an incredible human being. Uh, she a powerhouse. is powerhouse. Power fucking house. Call it what Blushing. it is. Call it what it is. Okay, founder of Word, an LA-based creative agency. I mean, she's worked with Nike. She's worked with HBO. She is just a Converse. incredible spirit. Converse. No. And I, every time we talk, I'm like, okay, she is dropping knowledge, but making me laugh. I know, even in that, like, fun conversation, I'm like, oh, I just like to listen to you. You're oh so smart. God. You're oh, so smart. Thank you. Absolutely. I was told I was very talkative growing up. Yeah. So. That's the part. <laughs> too. I want to know. The talkative girls become the leaders. It's true. Yes, the thank loud you for ones. saying mm-hmm. that. I'll never forget on my report card, it said, talks too much. And I'm just like, what? Get like, ready, what world. Yeah. Yeah. You're what like, oh, wait, someone's going to listen one day. Yes. <laughs> oh, I could cry right now. But this kind of. Today, I kind of want to know all of the steps that it took to create the Zoila we have today. And it's just, you already saying that you were talkative when you were younger. It's just, it's so interesting how life turns out and gives you a precursor when you're a little kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think part of who I am is definitely because of all the different kind of worlds that I've had to exist in since I was a little girl. Yes. You know, like I was, I was born to two very bohemian musicians living in Spain on like a music it's like my dream. commune. My literal dream. I don't remember any of it because we moved when I was 18 months um, or nine months. I don't remember. But my brother got to live there until he was about seven. He has some interesting stories. I think he like smoked a cigar with the kids in the pueblo <laughs> when he was like six and threw up. And it was like, um, but yeah, so my mom is from California. She's a, you know. Jewish girl from San Francisco. My dad is Panamanian and Jamaican, um, immigrant from Panama, jazz musician. And they met in Spain. My mom was there. She loved to speak Spanish, so she moved to Spain. And uh, they had me. And then we moved back to the U.S. And and from there, we were in California for a little while and moved to New York. And New York is really the city that raised me. You can tell. You know, like I... (laughs) I love it. I was raised... Free and hard, you know, like kind of like no bullshit. Yeah, no bullshit. Left to my own devices a lot. You know, um, when I was around seven, my my parents split up. And so my mom became the badass single working mom that she is that raised me. She definitely it was and still is a workaholic. I'm like, mom, yeah. you're 73. You don't you need to be stop. working until like yeah. one in the morning. Um, but what is she doing? She's an entrepreneur herself. So okay. incredible. Her path led her into the Latin music industry, which is uh, cool. also a huge part of me. I actually worked for our publishing company for nine years prior to starting Word. Um, and so I was raised around music. I was raised in the studio. I was raised in rehearsals, rehearsal areas and at gigs, you know, like the little kid Similar to your yes. kids, like pulling up two chairs and just like making it work while yes. the adults do their thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did have an, I do have an older sibling, but Martine was seven, seven years older than me. So it was really That's like, yeah. almost yeah. My as siblings if I was, were pretty much that. Yeah. Like that I'm almost like an only child. It wasn't yes. really until college and even after college that we could really relate. I was the I bratty little yeah. sister. You're like, annoying, but you want to tag along. Yeah. Going through his shit. So yeah. Went away to college, came back. Our room was purple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. That's so cool to have um, that. But I think, you know, I was, because I was left to my own devices quite often, I was really, I was really able to nurture, like, what brought me joy and, like, what was, what was interesting to me. And I was able to kind of, like, go after it. I was that kid that would yeah. be like, hey, mom, like, look at this. Like, I want to do figure skating. This is where you sign up for it. This is how much it costs. Like, I want to so do this. the footwork. Yes. I was that type of kid. You know, I was like, if I wanted to try something, I just tried it. And I'm, I'm still, thankfully, at 37, a woman that is still like that. It's obviously not as easy because, as yeah. you know, moms, we Mom don't life. have as much autonomy. Yes. But, um, 
you know, I really owe who I am today to my New York life, um, to cherishing, you know, your chosen family as much as your blood family. You know, New York kids, we grow up really depending on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think almost every kid I grew up with grew up is, you know, from a single single family house, a single household. So, you know, one mom or parents are divorced and and we just really learned life by doing mm-hmm. um you know i was taking the train by myself when i was like nine it's like you, you could do God. that when you yeah. were like able i don't to do know that. if it's the best idea but my <laughs> mom you know she was doing the best that she could yeah. and being mixed you know being all that i am I mean, in Jamaican, German, Polish, and Russian, and like all these things. She's so fine, guys. I know. All the good <laughs> stuff. It worked. Yeah. It worked out. But you, you have to really straddle so many different rooms. And, um, and it just taught me, I think what it taught me, what I learned the most through my upbringing is understanding of other people's yes. experiences. Yeah. Because my own, right, my own experience is so nuanced. Right. Um, and some can call it like code switching if you want, but I've really learned how to navigate the world and build relationships and relate to people. Yeah. Right. And understand that everyone has a different story. Everybody is going to show up in the world a different way. And honestly, like it's a pro and a con. Sometimes I'm a little too understanding. Too sensitive too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I give people too many yeah, chances. You're doing the best you can. Yeah. And they're like, no, no. I know exactly. <laughs> but you know yeah. what it is? It's, it's because I recognize that the only reason why I am where I am is because people have allowed me to like make mistakes along the way. Um, Which is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's like community support. And also, you know, my mom raised me with a fierce confidence in myself. You know, she wasn't so much like pushy or anything. She was just confident in you. So she you. just was like, yeah, if you want to do that, sure. Like you can do that, which yeah. can be a little chaotic because <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't necessarily raise the most like um, disciplined person. Because, yeah. you know, when you're young, you know, I was a figure skater for of many years as a, as a young, young girl, like competitive. And then when I got oh to middle God. school, I was like, I want to hang out with boys. And of instead course. of my mom being like, you're not going to throw away like the last like, yes. four years of your life. Like you're, she's just let me. She's like, do the next thing. And now I'm like, I could have gone to the Olympics <laughs> had you been a little more uh, pushy. But um, it's but definitely. But would you have taken that if she did try to discipline you? Do you think you'd push back or do you think you would have conformed? You know what? I think I would have accepted it. Did you crave discipline, you think? Or? I think what I craved more than discipline was just like support. Yeah. Because when yes. you grow up Care in a more. single household, single family, like single parent household, you're 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 your cheerleader. Yeah. As much as they want to be, yes. they're just physically yeah, not always there. So, spread thin. so I was always telling yeah. myself, keep going, you know, or like you want to stop? It's fine. Stop. Like yeah. and it, I think without realizing it, then I probably would have really benefited a little bit from like more hands on. I always wanted more. I wanted to be a rebel, but deep down I was like, care enough to I don't like to break structure. And actually actually, don't you want to like prove to people that like left to my own devices, I'm actually very motivated and responsible. Yeah, and I can make good decisions. You can make them without care of myself. So you almost become so independent that you kind of grow up not needing others or not trusting what they can do for you because you could do it better. And yeah. Because then, then you become your own boss. Yeah. Which is, again, another thing. That's and you have like trouble delegating. Great. <laughs> exactly. It's like you can get it done, but you don't necessarily just, you know, there's a saying that I kind of have learned to live by just because you can't, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that goes for a lot of things. You know, we've seen recently in the, the big, great resignation, like all these people leaving a lot of high powered positions actually to kind of just either start their own business or honestly not work and figure it yeah. out. And Damn I life. think that's so revolutionary because it is exactly embodying that just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's the right thing for you to life. do. We've been raised to put so much value on like the things that we can do. Like yes. you need to do this, do this, do this, do 100%. this. You, when if you're not doing it, you kind of lose yeah. your, your purpose. Yeah. And we're multidimensional people. Like we're all going to have, you have so many like hidden talents and interests that you probably 
haven't even unlocked yet, you know? And so for us to live in a world or live in a mindset where we think, okay, I'm really good at this like project manager job at this major, you know, advertising agency. It pays really well and it's comfortable. And they pat me on the back. And I get, I get recognition, but I'm not totally happy, but like, I'm really good at it. So I'm going to like, that's so sad. I know. It's so It's so sad that we just make other people money. Yeah. And, or also just to like live your life to get a paycheck and like, and like, I get it. That's, that's what some people want. And I think that that's totally okay as well. But I do think that really evaluating what you want out of your life, you know, and, and going for that, if of course you have the means living to work do that, working to live. we're so freaking <clears throat> lucky period. to do creative work or yes. to do the kind of things that we do. Like, you know, you should be able to say, you know what, six years in this position or in this, you know, career is enough for me. I'm going to go try something else. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You should be able to do that. I, li- I worked in corporate America for 10 years. Yeah. I was an international marketing coordinator and it was just like at a cubicle. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Me, right? No, yeah, I could but never. what I was still <laughs> at lunch, I was writing I stories. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was just like, just take the leap. It's just so interesting because it is a triggering um, experience for people that do work in an office in a corporate environment to hear creatives say like they did it and then we found success. However, I think that both types of lives are valid and fulfilling for them. As long as they feel like they're doing their true, um, they've found their purpose. But I do have friends I've had these conversations with. They say, like, when you do the summits, it's actually triggering for me because I'm not a founder. And I said, but are you part of a dream team? Are you enjoying what you're doing? And she's like, I am. But I also, like, I don't have the time to figure out what I want to do next. And it's just, that's hard. So it's a gift to have found not only like your purpose, but you built your own fucking company. Like the risks and the hurdles that are in the way to stop you from doing something like that, especially being women of color here. And like to, it's a miracle actually. It is. It really is. But you know what the thing is? And I wanted to say two things. Like I also think there's the opposite side of the coin, right? Like being a founder or being somebody that's like a yoga teacher and then being like, you know what? I want to, be part of a bigger machine. Right. That's also okay too. Yeah. And and I've seen that happen as well. I've seen people that were teachers turn to becoming ad executives or well, they want you know more things like that. Or they just want something different. And I different. think that like yeah. that's the bigger thing. It's like it's okay to want something different. And like whatever that path you need to kind of sit down and, and plan out however you do that. It's you can do it and you take as much time as you need so to do, do it. So how do you do that? How do you do that? For me, like, and this is what I was going to say to respond to you is like, the only reason why I have the company that I have is because I went through trauma to get yeah. here. Like yeah. I was pushed to a that. limit in my life where what I was doing, it was a great resignation, right? It was a mm-hmm. burnout. I was in the music industry and I, I got into the music business because I really, you know, obviously it's part of my 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 bloodline. Um, my mom's a musician and runs a publishing company, but I love music and I love the process of making it and the creatives behind it. And I always wanted to be, you know, with the artists and like on the artist team. And, you know, I like singing as a person, like as a, as a hobby. So music for me, (laughs) you should, one of my dreams I'll tell you is to actually do a jazz show, like a little jazz club. Let's do it. One day we're doing it. Love it. Um, I want to do like a couple jazz standards. I'm going to dance. I'm going to do like your jazz twerk. Have you ever seen like jazz twerk? A jazz, oh, like the flapper girl twerk. Yeah. Josephine Baker. Yes. Oh, giving Josephine Baker. Okay, okay. Little banana skirt. Wait, I love, I just want the outfits. I know. The hair. Oh, can you do our hair? Yeah. What are they called? Ripples? Finger waves. Finger waves. Cute. Okay, sorry. No, I love a tangent. We love a tangent. Um, no, I was, you know, I was working in an, in an industry that I loved in the Latin music business, but it was really challenging because there's a lot of racial and colorism and class politics in, in our industry as there is in our community because yeah. we're so nuanced. There's so many different ways to show up as a Latinx Was it Latinx like you're not Latin person. enough? Or, two, or, or like, you know, the fact that 
some of the reigning champion genres of our of our industry are created by black people and we don't see any black people. Yeah. You know, like I'm Panamanian and Jamaican. Yeah. That's literally where Which reggaeton yeah, came exactly. from because Jamaicans were brought to Panama to help build the canal and, you know, El General and like that whole history of it was created. So out this of, lit cre- a fire under your ass. To creative, you to- yeah, it was created out of resistance, yeah. you know, um, it's literally a mixture of Spanish and reggae. And um, so I was working really hard to kind of like alleviate some of that. And my mom's company, Mayimba Music, works specifically with like Caribbean songwriters and composers. Yeah mostly you know black folks um indigenous folks and so I was I I ended up I was ready to quit honestly I was like going to go into event planning and working in nonprofit with young girls I created like a program with the department of education for young girls to actually show them that like there's a there are many different ways to reach success and that doesn't necessarily mean one thing which is kind of what you do well, I saw what we're living in now, the social media world, where, like, there's this very quick pipeline about to, to, to success yeah. and, like, the Kim Kardashians of the world and, like, what that looks like. I was really nervous for our young people. Yeah. And I still am. I but they're smart. They're smart, like, but I do get nervous. Um, there's so much pressure on Our them. kids will be okay. Yeah. Oh, Alpha generation I'm, is so... Gen Z, I'm like, y'all keep... Stay woke. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I ended up managing this Afro-Latina from Brooklyn. And she's like the most brilliant artist ever. And she got a massive deal here in LA with a very, very famous singer, pop, mm. pop star. Yeah, he okay. signed her. And that's what brought me to LA. But unfortunately, there were some challenges um, with her, her mental health. She wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. You know, systemic oppression really um, took a toll. She was one of nine children. Oh, like, it was yes. a lot. Yeah. And her insanity rubbed off on me. Mm-hmm. And, like, my whole life went to shit. <laughs> Everything. And I was just like... You were know, trying to nurture too much, you think? Or yeah, I mean, when you're an artist manager, you almost an intimate you almost want it more than them. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a really challenging place to be. And so I was like, I'm out. I was like, I'm out. Um, but at the time, I was already creating um, an event with an artist from New York. His name is Tony Peralta. We actually just had a phone call yesterday Aww. for the first time in three years. Um, and I brought his collection to. To, to LA from New York and it was this amazing amazing three-day event that we hosted at the Mexican consulate and we did like a dinner and it was like the first kind of thing I had done on my own completely not attached to the company and so I launched word under that like I, wa- I launched that event under the name word and so it was like out of nowhere we just like showed up but then, and it was like a big splash, but you like, know, and it I saved me. Space. Yeah. And like that really Good. saved me because there was a lot going on. Like my husband and me were having our own like massive growing pains. And How I was for you, in a new city. Um, when you moved here? We moved when we were 30. Okay. Yeah. Because it'll be about seven years in LA. Um, and it was, you know, it was really challenging at first because I had a partner at the time and she was in, in PR. So we did PR yeah. because that's such a tangible thing to yeah, sell. But to I, do it. Yeah. But I always knew the bigger picture was like, how can we use our power to create more equality and like opportunities for people to shine, people yeah. that look like us. That's why it's, we open real doors. Like that's the that's acronym. That's the acronym yeah. for word. Yeah, so I'll cry. Like I'm in that mood. She'll cry too. Yeah, I mean we it's open a real doors. Love that. It's great, and it's like you know. But it, it, I didn't do any of it by myself. You know, I, I it was a lot of again like my own colleagues and my own community like taking a chance, and like we were all kind of growing at the same time. My friend Lorena Serrano, who now just left Foot Locker after many years to go to to Jordan Brand. I'm so proud of her. Oh She's in Portland. Iconic. She was the first person to give me like a proper brand opportunity to do an activation for foot action. And I stretched that budget. Oh my God. It was like $7,000. I did the most with it. made no money. Just showing them. Yeah. But that was a thing. And I think that that's like something that I really want 
younger folks or anybody really that's starting a business or starting anything, if you're doing it for the money, stop doing it. Yeah. Period. Um, I know that we live in a capitalist society and we have to make money. You'll get there. But that can't be the only reason why you're no. doing it. You can't Not come in asking for crazy amounts of money with no proof of concept. You know, like, be humble. Humble yourself. Um, and understand also, like, what market prices are. Yeah. I once had somebody mm-hmm. try to Hello. come in yes. and, like, do social media for us. She wanted... I think it was like she wanted like almost like a thousand dollars for four hours of work to do social media i was like sis like, i don't know too. who you think i am <laughs> yeah and like where you're like you don't even have any proof of concept for brands you've worked with you she's just like, like see friends yeah exactly oh my god I see absolutely friends. yeah, yeah. Like, go back do the work and then maybe we'll talk but probably not you're like you're because i feel like you're taking advantage yeah, of me send me your friends yeah, what a bad first impression it's yeah. also like look we all are in different economic you know, uh, brackets, I understand. But just because you see somebody that seems to have, have, doesn't mean that you're entitled to exactly. that money yeah, exactly. that they have. You like, don't you know look how like you can pay me this. someone, how hard someone has worked. And also like businesses are fucking expensive. Yeah, stupid. Right, exactly. We have other people that we have to pay and we have to pay ourselves. Yeah. Like if you're working four and sometimes hours, you don't. best believe whatever you're working on for that four hours, I'm working 25. Yeah, to like, make sure let's that talk that about it. little Absolutely. thing that you're I'm working on it. is going to come to life in the way that it comes to life. Yeah, whether it's part physical, of the puzzle, they're yeah, not. Whether yeah. it's physical man hours, brain power, time, time is money. Making sure it's like is your brand. Yeah, like, and we love a negotiation, but honestly, and having a fluid rate, like if you need to kind of fluctuate with smaller businesses to larger businesses. Yeah, but come on. Come correct. Like you can't, yeah, come on. And also, like, be nimble. Like, sometimes they, they just, like, stand their ground. And I'm like, okay, we're never going to talk again. I don't like the energy yeah. you brought. Yeah. No. So it's just like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of like on TikTok how um, some agencies are like, I don't know. They're like, they work for an agency. And they're sharing, like, so we have a project coming out. And here are all the rates that the influencers and their, their follower account looks like. So you could see across the board how fluctuating and some people are so brazen to have like a huge rate for like a small amount of followers and then having a huge amount of followers for the smallest rate. And it's like, I hope influencers, everyone just notices that like, this is a wild west situation. Mm-hmm. Like people are just kind of figuring it all out. Cause it's not one standard. No, rate. don't run to Fix your friends rate. and ask, what should I do? What should I do? You know, try to figure it out. Yeah. Hit like, yeah. Through trial and error. Yeah. Right. That's, or just or when you're them. figuring out your rates and then comparing it to the market rate. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine comparing it to the market rates too. And just kind of like, okay, what am I bringing to the table? That's different. Yeah. I mean, I think a nice way to handle something like that is to do at least for like agency work, we do like a percentage, right? So like, what's the total budget that, that we're working with and like, can we do, can the agency take home like 20% or 15% depending on, you know, what what the comfortable. Yeah. 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 Um, And then for influencers, you know, I think it's about looking at the bigger picture, like what, where can this take Because me? again, like the reason why I have any success is because I'm not looking at anything as like, this is a one-off. I want to continue to work. Oh, no, if I think it's going to be a one-off, I won't even, I won't even do yeah. it unless the money's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm not interested in that. You know, exactly. Right. Like, one and done. Love. Baby, you find a house. Um, but like, you know, you have to look at life as a bigger, in the bigger in a bigger picture, right? Like, what does your runway look like? You know, are you looking to grow a relationship with this person or this company? And and it's and it's so much bigger than just that first number that you throw yeah, out. Absolutely. How how important have relationships been for you in growing your business? I mean, relationships are everything, everything for me. Yeah. Relationships are everything for me. I mean, you know, I recognize the talent that we can bring to the table, but at the end of the day, people want to like who they're working with. Yeah. Like, if I fuck a long with you, project. And they'll mention you when you're not in the room to other colleagues, other yeah. potential project clients. Yeah. Because they, really they love your vibe and they yeah. get on with you really well. Yeah. I've, yeah. I would there. never not recommend you to oh anybody. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? I'm always, like, recommending people and pushing people into spaces where I think they, they should be. You know, I was having this conversation yesterday with a colleague of mine about, you know, why 
unfortunately, it's taken women so long for us to get to a place where we can recommend each other yeah. having a voice at all exactly yeah. well because we've been told for so long that there's only one space when the reality is their possibilities are freaking endless yes. for everybody yeah. exactly there's enough for everybody there's enough especially when you're working in like the creative space yes. and like the way the the pipelines to projects and to completion now like you know there's there's so many creative ways that you can get things done um and so you really have to deprogram yourself into thinking like well i if i give this person a leg up i'm not gonna get you know i'm just gonna yeah Yeah. absolutely i think that people need to understand that there's like a reciprocation that's so important when you are supporting a business doing work like yours there's going to be, I don't know, it's like, it's like karma or something. Like yeah. when you are sharing your space with others, something about the universe and just also just like good manners, like mm-hmm. other opportunities come to you and yeah. good, like I will always recommend you not only because your output is beyond, but you are a good people. You are good energy yeah. in a studio, in a space. Yeah. So, of course, so I want you there. Gonna, you too, Erica. It's not like, going to come off bad for you also. You want to make sure that you're no. representing your brand the right God. way too. Because we all have people in our life like that them. are like, I'd love to have a drink with you, girl. But, like, I don't know if you're the person Will I'd be recommending to everyone. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you're fun. You're, you're the George girl. Bush Jr. Like, Stop. I'm down I'm to have dead. a beer with you, but I don't want you to be my president. <laughs> yeah, you're not running the country, girl. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like fun time. Like, yeah. paint your pictures and drink yeah, your white like, wine. Yeah, like, this is a good one. He's like, oh, you know. He's like a dead. fun, rich kid. Probably great at right. frat parties. Big right. smile. Should right. have never been there. politics. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Wait, that's so fucking funny. Oh my God. No, yeah. So me and Erica, we talk a lot about identity here. Yeah. She's half white. I had um, a challenging time processing, processing being Mexican when I was younger, only because of how I was raised and my mother would taught me to fit in everywhere. Yeah. Just don't, you're passing. So just fit in. Yeah. And Arizona right. being Mexican was like a sin. Yeah. Oh, and gosh, so yeah, it's imagine. not the place to be. Exactly. And we've always been proud of what we look like, but we've leaned in over the past many years because we also don't have like an authority telling us fit in, you're loud, you're too loud, you're too this, too that. I'm like, oh my God, my destiny is to be loud. It's in my heart and soul to be loud (laughs) and proud. Right. Yeah. And so it's really comforting to see. Yeah. To be able to come into the other side and not just have to be like white passing. In order to get where you need to be. And then passing or not, like, put us in front of a group of white women and they'll tell us that we're not passing. We are not invited in their circle. So being, like, not enough for every fucking group (laughs) is really hard. Yeah. And it's not like cry me a river, but it's like, I hope, I'm wondering if you can relate at all about, like, identity struggles and also not being enough for your various communities. Yeah. Like each, each community, right? Like, is it like, oh, you fit in a little bit over here, but you're not this enough. You're not that enough. Well, you know what's so interesting? I think, I really think this is a West Coast thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, New York is a melting pot. A West Coast, I mean, a coast thing maybe. I don't know. Yeah, New York, I'm really lucky. Like, and I recognize that. I was really fortunate to be raised in New York City you know, I grew up in Spanish Harlem. I went to very diverse schools, both when I went to, you know, my elementary school in East Harlem and versus, you know, my, my high school on the Upper East Side, on the Upper West Side. Like, that school was very diverse. It's not so diverse now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because yeah. the white people have found out that Beacon is a great school, and so they're sending all the children there <laughs> instead of to private school, and it fucking sucks. Um, but I... You know, my identity issues when I was young started in elementary school when the black kids at my school found out my mom was white. Yeah. So it was an opposite experience for me because I, you know, I had my white mom, I had my black, very dark black father, and I was a very clear combination. So like, we don't know what you are, so we're just going to assume. Yeah, I was a very clear combination of the two of them. and. We had a lot of conversations in the house. I was always surrounded by culture through music, you know? Right. Like, I was a Motown, a jazz 
household, Celia Cruz, like Wilfrido Vargas. Like I had it all happening. And then when I looked out my window, I saw people that looked like me as well. And even my best friend growing up, Chelsea, like she's Puerto Rican, black and Jewish, super, super blanquita. But like you can tell she's she's black. Like her hair, she's huge curly hair. She, you know, and like her mom, Maria, is Puerto Rican, like more Taino, like, you know, a little bit like you guys, maybe a little darker. And her dad, Ashley, was like my skin tone. So I was always seeing yes us. Like, yeah. and it was never really an issue. I would say maybe class was more of like the yeah. the conversation mm-hmm. that I may have been having in my head, you know, like why does that kid have that what thing that I can't yeah, get? 100%. Um, but when it came to identity, like visual cultural identity. It wasn't until that in the sixth grade when kids like were like confused and somebody was like, you're white. And I was yeah. like, uh, I don't know. There was a problem. I was like, I was just Zoila. I meant everything. Yes. Yeah. And I actually wrote my college um, essay about that, wow. about being, Icon. you know, yeah. About essentially just being like, I, I, why do I have to decide what I am. Like, why do you I'm care? Just so, I was literally like, I think I wrote like, I'm, I wish you could so find that. Cute. I was, so yeah, I was we like, need I'm it. just Zoila. Like, I don't copy. know what to tell you. <laughs> Publish it. And then I went, you know, high school was the same thing. We were all mixed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my best friends come from all different w- backgrounds and, and economic systems, family dynamics, mm-hmm. you know, very, it was we never, I didn't see any of that stuff. Um, and then I went to college. I went to University of Delaware, and I was called the N-word, like, the second week. Oh, and I remember me. calling – well, I wasn't called the N-word straight. It was – I was making out with a white boy, and somebody drove by in a truck and said – called him an Asian lover. So fucking kidding fucking me. Fucking insane. And I was so conditioned without realizing it that I yelled out, but I'm Jewish. Stop. You're, no. like, trying to – that's so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so you're I didn't, like, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah, even protecting recognize that, like, and... I did have a proximity to whiteness that yeah. I wasn't even aware See, of. I and so I blame fashion. Honestly, I, yeah. I blame fashion. I was always into fashion. I was always into, you know, Vogue and, and like, I wanted the seven jeans and all the fa- Remember seven oh, jeans? Remember seven? Like, Stop. all this stuff. Seven. And who did you see in all that stuff? Like, skinny white Paris girls. And, right. Yeah. And, like, I, you know... The rich, the rich girls growing up were all white and like, that was what it was. So, but that was just like, I just knew that like, oh, the Upper East Side, like that's, that's just what it is. That's part of the culture. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't like even mad about it. I was just kind of like, okay, well that's how they were raised and I was raised like this, like Mm -hmm. whatever. Did you ever have a desire to be a part of that kind of crew or are you so content with the world that you I felt like I was in a, in a sense, you know, um. Because the way that we grew up in New York, like, even though we, if you went to public school, all the kids hung out together. So, like, I had really, really, really wealthy white girlfriends that went to private schools. Um, and we would be at their house. And, like, it was, you know, I was, I was like, this is really nice. Yeah. Um, you know, and it wasn't, it, it was definitely, like, jarring in the sense of, like, this is extreme wealth in comparison to what I have. Yeah. But after a while I got over it because I remember like, I think like junior year of high school is when I really like settled into my own identity and I let people like come over to my house because prior to that, I think when I first went to middle school, it was the first time I was at school with white kids. I lied about where I lived because I lived in Spanish Harlem. I, if you lived above 96th Street, it was like the hood. Right. The lying's and just so much easier so people don't bug So I used you. to say I yeah. lived on 95th and 3rd Ave. And yeah. you're in the clear. You're in the clear. <laughs> Fucking lie. Like, I used to say I was Spanish third. instead of saying I was Mexican because I yeah. felt like I that was I used to say I was like, Spanish uh, and Hawaiian instead of Spanish and Mexican. Yeah, and, it's not, and it was just the fear of like letting people know that I came from what I assumed to be lesser than. Yeah. But over time, I recognized I got really proud of my culture, you 100%. know? 100%. And, and I think I owe a lot of that to music, you know? Like, I yeah. owe a lot of that to, like, Big Pun and, like, yes. like, uh, like showing us, like, you know, where you come from is really beautiful and, like, you should be proud of that. Yeah. And my mom, too. My mom taught me that, like, you know, 
my skin is beautiful. My mom was calling me Afro Latina back then. People seem to think it's like a new term. I'm like, mm, not really. Like, no, you just my found out about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you now just found out about it. I know like, this. I've been seeing so many th- uh, like magazines content, and yeah. whatever with that kind of the story, and I'm like. Is this happening? Yeah, this it's been. I'm it's like, good it's that been. people are becoming aware, I guess. But it's like, We've what the fuck? Been here, yeah. Um, and so travel weird. too. Like, they're like, so beautiful. You're like, no. what the fuck? But that's not the thing. I used to go to the <laughs> Dominican <laughs> Republic all the time with my mom on business, and like, because that was yeah. yeah, like, and when I would go to Panama, like, I also just had that. You oh, know, you're so lucky. Understand? Beautiful. I mean, it was you know, crazy for me to go because you just, you go from a very insular like experience in New York to like this large, I mean, Panama, I have like 32 cousins, it's crazy. (laughs) Um, But I was able to kind of like understand the differences. And I think that's one of the larger issues here in America, especially when you're talking about like the outskirts, the Bible Belt, the Midwest, right? their um, visibility of culture. A hundred percent go further. Well, this than... is why I do the work that I do because yeah. what we see in media informs a lot of how we see the world when it comes to people that aren't like us. So yeah. if we continue to feed narratives that are not true, um, or that are damaging about certain groups of people through TV. I mean, like I said, my proximity to whiteness, my mom was not like my mom like denounced white. Basically, right. she's like, I'm, you know, I might be white. But she's like, like they're yeah. so annoying. I dream in freaking Dominican Spanish. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I attribute a lot of my anxieties around my identity to media. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. movies and like, you know, down to hair products. Who like, was always the popular person in the show, in the movie. Like they, they really were yeah. singular about it. Yeah. And there were only so many actresses to choose from to play me in a movie. It was like. Right. Zoe Saldana can only Zoe Saldana, in one movie. Rosario Dawson. Gabrielle Union. I remember a kid at college at school asked me, he thought I was Gabrielle Union. I was like, stop. Flattered. You're like, thank you. But you're like, <laughs> literally, we do not look, we don't look like, stop. She's actually stop like, like such a darker tone than me too. Like yeah. she's like, you know, beautiful But it's like a chocolate. conversation starter. You're like, okay. I was so, like, what is a cheerleading? Bring it on. They saw like, bring right, it on. Rainbows. <laughs> you know, the rainbow flip-flops like you go over there and like smash a beer or something like god that is so i remember going to graceland and they the men there because it was all cracker barrel nation god bless god bless (laughs) and an old white man was like are you selena she's dead dead. no she's passed and it was a very hard time when she passed because she was her she was our worst but i was just like my Selena, like that's your that's your measure, like that's all you got. I know. That, but that, really, but like in reality, that is that's all he had. Yes, I know. Because he was, he and that about was his, 70. and that was his way. And I gotta give it to the old man. He, he that asked was for a photo. His way of he's connecting to, to you yeah, instead of calling you something else, <laughs> right? Yeah, you should have posed for it. I did. Oh, you I did. I fucking posed for it because my mom thought it was so funny. I wonder if, like, like, his grandkids have that photo. Where is it? They're like, this is grandpa with Selena. (laughs) With Selena. (laughs) Honestly, I, because I'm an empathetic, we're empathetic people. I'm also kind of like, honestly, he didn't throw a rock at me. He was just, and um, Selena's, my God. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, 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 like, that'll be $50. Yes, Yes, sir. I am Selena. All you can do is laugh or you'll cry. Life is fucking weird and hard. And so it's just like, okay, is this my, am I going to pick the battle today? Is, am I going to fight with this right. this little wrinkly no, man? No, because or? to him, that was his connection to way of relating to you. And I think like, you know. Asking questions is the first step. Well, yeah, this is yeah. the thing. I think we have obviously extreme hate mm-hmm. in the world. We also have a lot of fucking confusion. Yeah. And people scared and we to we need say to give anything. people the space to ask you questions. Guys, there were no Mexican people in Ohio where my husband grew up. So when oh, he, I'm sure. And when I hit him up, he was like, he was like, my God, this has been my dream since I was a little kid. I just didn't he know it. Like I've always wanted one of these, you know? It's like, and we went there to visit. I'm like, there's not a brown person in sight. Mm-hmm. What it's part crazy. of Ohio is he from? Aurora. Oh, yeah. He says Cleveland. Like near Cleveland, but it's You're far. Like, it's like an hour. We all know, we I'm like, baby, it's okay. You can there say it. Been a little you can more say color. But yeah. he's the bad boy of Ohio, right? <laughs> right. He's the bad boy. Yeah, he was the bad boy. He's and an like, ally. Tattooed yeah, exactly. Well, I'm like, it's okay. I collect tattooed white boys too. You can come on. <laughs> it's fine. 
Wait, can we talk about what's your 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 husband's background? Oh my gosh, he's a New Yorker. Yeah. Zach is my dream boy. Oh, he's very sweet, and I when he came to the summit, he's like your helping hand. Oh my and god, he's so proud of you. He's like got his phone out. He was he's my oh. angel. Zach and me met when we were twenty two years Stop. old. We were babies. I actually was just about to post a TBT today. Oh, um, and you guys still look like babies. So. He's an art. I told him, I was like, it might be something for Botox for you. <laughs> I mean, my melanin, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he, um, you know, we met through a mutual friend who was having a birthday at like a random bar. And he walked in and I was like, I'm going to marry that boy. Literally. <gasps> you just yeah. fucking knew. You knew it. I knew it. I don't know why. You're like, whether you like it or not, you're mine. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Was it just easy, organic? Like, it was not easy at first. Oh, okay. I mean, we were 22. 22-year-old boys You're, are, like, settled down in your mind. And he was, boys. like, a skater, oh. you know, like, dirty artist kid. Which is such and a went vibe. to Pratt, so graffiti writer. Yeah, I mean, my high school sweetheart was also, like, a graffiti writer. It's yeah. just I haven't needed. Yeah, absolutely. He was not a bad boy. He just <laughs> but was it's a just wannabe. a little bit of flavor. He was, like, a little, a little, flavor. Like a little <laughs> Jewish mama's boy who just wanted to be. <laughs> I love Sorry, that. Andrew. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the outside, he gave, he gave it. Yeah, and I ate it up. Yeah, and of Apparently, course. I did, too. I'm 22, and I'm still eating it up at 37. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Cute. I was just telling my girlfriend, actually, um, on the phone on the way over here, we were talking about emotionally unavailable boys. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I definitely tamed. I was like, you're going to be available. Yeah. I was right there with you with my husband. She's a project manager here. She's like, okay, we are going to unpack this and we're going to work. We did the work, you know, and it was not easy at first, but I also don't think that like your twenties are supposed to be like super like smooth and easy. That's how you learn. No, it's not. You know, to like this concept the only time. I'm I'm really fearful for people that want love because mm-hmm. we have so much information so about many ourselves. People have so many options out. now too. Well, there's not that many options because you you close yourself off from people immediately because you think that they need to show up to you perfectly wrapped in a fucking bow. We right. all have Period. Yeah. And you can swipe and find Baggage. another one and find another one and find another one. You know, I don't want to have to do it. I don't want to have to work. Like, I don't want to have to help you. It's like, so then why do you want to be in a relationship with yeah. somebody? You like, taken care of love something. is not enough. Right. I hate to break it to people. Yeah. It they takes so much work. That love is what holds That's people. a relationship building, That's, though. That might be what, like, keeps the things together. Yeah. But the everyday, There's the so mundane, work. the work. That's what makes a lasting relationship, and the shit is not fucking easy. Yeah. I don't care if people say that their relationships are easy. I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you're like okay. You're and like, what am I doing who's, wrong? Who's lying? <laughs> and then who's lying exactly. in the relationship? Yeah, and it's so safe and it, with that person. Yeah, and being easy, there. being hard doesn't mean that it like just because a relationship doesn't isn't easy doesn't mean that it's hard, right? But anything that's easy is not that great. I'm, well, you're I a know. force. That's, you're a force. So it's like right. you're not just going to be agreeable all the time. Exactly. And, no. And also we're two human beings having our own separate experiences alongside each other. And you're not going to be attracted to somebody who's just going to fold. Right. No. There's this image. Right? Oh. I know. 100%. <laughs> I know. There's you're like, talk, wish, talk back. Sometimes talk I back. wish. I'm like, I can't just. <laughs> I love like, us. You know I, do, I always do a little self-sabotage every quarter or something. My husband's like, what are you doing, baby? I'm like, I'm going to fight. He's like, is this a test, honey? Because I'm like, I need a little action. Yeah, I'm like, bored. So it's like too, too stable. I'm used yeah. to chaos. But this is the thing. Like you can, a, a relationship can have its challenges and still be stable. Yeah. yeah. You know, Listen, if you're having fights every single day and like screaming and saying yeah. you want to break no. up, yeah, no, no. not not, Get out not of that. it. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's different. We're not, yeah, yeah. We're not promoting it. that. We're just doing like play, like play yeah, feisty because it's kind of like, hot. It's not, you're not going to have 10 years of like just like love and happiness and that's it. Then no. you guys are being fake if that's Yeah, the there's going to yeah. be moments Somebody's like lying. you talk to married couples and they're like, listen, like I went two years where I wasn't like really feeling my partner. Mm-mm. But like, what's the out. other option? What's yeah. the other option? You can you can separate, and that's fine. That's yeah. what you that want to do. Yeah. But if you want long term relationships and you want long term companionship and, and love and a family and all that stuff in the way that you you know where you're with the person for 
it's not fucking easy. No, not at all. You're going through so when many you're changes. Evolving, there's money. There's, there's money involved. There's kids involved. There's the world, like all the shit that's going on in the world, and like how we each pro- we each process everything yeah. differently. And yeah. you're doing that alongside each other. Yeah. Another thing about the ge- this generation is they're like, it has to be all aligned with like yeah. my game plan. This needs to look all- good on Instagram. No, this needs to- yeah aligned. The long, the long, like, um, this isn't in my long-term plan. I got to wait to make sure I have my finances in order. (laughs) Honestly, that's not life at all. You've got to. And you're never going to get there. Never. About children, about that. I have friends that are aunties forever, and God bless them. We need those. We need them. We love those Mm -hmm. aunties. But I also have people in my life that are like, um, I'm waiting to, you know, get to a place in my career. And it's just like. I was Good living luck. my life as there's, a fashion editor, traveling right the time. world when I accidentally got pregnant there's with Diggy. Right yeah, and family. Like, oops, and my life totally changed. Yeah, and it changed the trajectory of my life, and I'm so grateful for that it. That just happened to me right now. I already have two kids. I have she's a third gr- baby. She's pregnant. Asked for another. And one. I was like going, going, going. My career's never been better. And then I'm like, oh, I'm pregnant. And that's not going to stop. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to stop like, your career. It doesn't happen when you, you know what I mean? You can't plan this. And there's never a right yeah. or wrong time no. yeah. to start a family. And and it's going to be work. Absolutely. But you can do both. You, you can. can. You, you can, can do, do both. both. And you're not going to do both the best ever because no yeah. one's perfect, which I have to learn every single day. You can make some sacrifices day. too in each, but. 110%, but it's just like, it's possible. Women hundreds of years prior have been able to do this. And we we're lucky this. to be able to do it. Women weren't able to do this for a long time. Do both. They were no. just stuck. Oh, creative jobs just being your like full career. Yeah, freelancing. Like, what? Like, no, and even like if you were a nurse or something, like you were, it was like you had to be a nurse. You can't do both. You get your three months maternity yeah, leave, and then you, you get can't. back here and you leave like your baby anything, with someone else. And, you know, you my great my grandmother was a nurse, and she definitely went through a lot being a nurse and a mother to two children. Yeah, you know, and like. It, it's it's not ever it's not going to be easy, but it's like it's your way and and it's your life that you get to kind of like sit down and figure out how you want to live. Well, it's right? important, right. really, really, really nice. I mean, my business I established it on February eighth, twenty seventeen. My son was born February seventh, twenty eighteen. <laughs> so just to put it I into can, perspective, you got him on the titty, then you got the laptop over no, here. Literally, I had to do my thing. <laughs> I put into my statement of information, and I was like, it's like Dakota. Where am like, I? What the? Like, <laughs> yeah. I really got pregnant immediately after starting a business. Yeah. There's something See? about also becoming it's a parent. Like, why does that <laughs> I know. But it's, it's cool. That's the journey. It's cool. I honestly think having a child unlocks and expedites, oh, yeah. like, what I want and don't want out of this life because time is sacred. Turns you into yes. a beast. It's true. Yeah, you you're allow just like, it. you're not wasting my time. But you decision have to, maker. You yeah. have to allow it, though. That's but I still don't know thing. what I want to eat for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me. Who knows? <laughs> Making, I, I think my new decision is like that. I'm like, I, can you just figure it out? That's the same. I, like, I tell oh. my husband, I'm like, don't ask me. I'm like, do you have any decisions I make every day? I think of everything. I know I'm so, I'm so bad. I bring home kind of like, I'm always the decision maker. Can you guys just please choose what's no. for dinner? I think that's a common theme in yeah. women. Like we do have to make a lot of decisions. Yeah. Our brains are equipped. We I can do to say it. it yeah. To make decisions and like multitask much better than the, the male brain. I mean, but they, they have their own things we, that they, they have do better their things. Than us. They're our support you know? system. Absolutely. You can hang shit up. Can hang your- shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. A shell? No. Just do. No, yeah. just the bare minimum. Yeah, just do your, do your just, thing. Just do the bare minimum. No, my love you. Zach is like bless you. My my husband takes like he's he is like the rock of the family for Swear. sure. Same with mine. I would not be able to do any of the things or be any be who I am today without like all of his support, even prior to being a dad. I loved hearing you say that your son calls you mama, mama dada. dada. Yeah. yeah. He totally and, and has hearing you say us. that like he, they have that relationship. I love watching that with That's my husband so and my healthy. kids, you know, and they go through phases where they want one of us, like we were saying, one, one, one of us, one more. more, but it's like to be able to have the option to have the daddy be right. Equal. Right. And, and they're not embarrassed to take care of the home or do whatever it is yeah. that they have to do. And because it bounces back and forth. 
And we it's not just like watching them yeah. while we're gone. It's like, like living your life. News, I hate oh, when they call it helping. I'm like, what do you mean? With your kids. Freaking out. The child you're is like, at you. Oh, he's babysitting. Oh, your husband's babysitting your son so you can yeah. be here. I'm like, uh, he's actually just being his dad. Yeah, doing his thing. And, and yes, there's guilt that comes like, with wow. it. Right? I there's know. guilt with it because they like the come from us. Yeah. So we're just like, I'm nosy. What are they doing? What are they all doing? Are you doing it right? Are you doing it right? And it's just like. The more we're away from them, the more we give them autonomy and dad knows how to do it. And honestly, we shouldn't give them praise for being with their damn kids. No. But no. little moments of just like, that was great. But maybe Thank we you. do. I give call them it praise. picking up the slack. Yeah. Period. That's what I say. Cause sometimes I'm just literally not available. Yeah. And that's just the nature of our arrangement, my my career, you know, our business. And then there's gonna be a time in our lives where like Zach. This is exactly what's going on in my life too. When when Dakota was first born, I was there. You know, Zach had was out of the house and his at work, and yeah. like it was a lot on me. I was trying to juggle this new business and this new baby, and that's just what it was. And now the tide has shifted, and it will shift again. And that's so healthy. But that is what people need to understand about a partnership. Like you let let go of the power, no matter who it is, whether it's two women, two men, a, a man and a woman, binary, like whatever binary, like. There is, you know, it's an ebb and flow. Exactly. One person's Support. up while another person is mid. Sometimes one person actually, is super high and another person yeah. is super but fucking low. for that. Because what if you were both doing the same I shit? I can't then imagine. Do you, you imagine being something? married no. to another you? No. First no. of all. No. No. <laughs> so sometimes people get offended by the I like love me, saying we're a lot. No. Like you're a lot. And then it's just like, no, I'm not. I'm like, no, I, no I'm, I'm, a, a I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I come God home and the moment I open that door, I have something to say. Yes. I have something to vent about. Everyone will know every piece of my projects Correct. going on. Yeah. This is the subject of the dinner table. But I mean, I t- I'm with my family and everything, but I'm like, I am, I walk in that house like a tornado <laughs> and my husband gives me a hug when he sees me buzzing with energy. So it's like they do their part and it's a different role. Yes. I don't want you to be my equal like that. I no. want you to have your own pace of this relationship and your mm-hmm. own roles in it too. My husband right? was scared of me when he met me. <laughs> <laughs> he still talks about it. I'm like, why did you Her fight so hard? Her husband's so chill. I'm like, why did you fight so Zach hard to like, chill why too. are you running Blood a little so bit? Chill. Like, you are scary. <laughs> He's like, first of all. I think Zach probably was yeah. scared. He's like, your house was, my apartment fit in your living room. You know, you were like running your own business. You were hot as fuck. You were Mexican. I didn't know anything about that. You know what I mean? Like you had, I was a single mom at the time. So I had a kid. I'm like, you didn't want to just be with someone who, you don't want to become a dad at 23. Oh, he's 10 years younger than me. me. I'm like, grow up, get in my life, move in. I got the U-Haul right here. Like, let's go. Let's have babies within three years of knowing each other. I'm like, by the way, I'm like, quit your job. You're an artist. Like, trying Do to push him thing. and he's like what the fuck this is so scary and, what and i'm is he like doing go, now? Go. he is he's an artist he's now. an artist he quit his job killing, he's, killing him. you know and then talking about relationships life. he's a good guy so those contacts that i have because i am 10 years older he's working with these people you know it's and it's like not that scary you're like okay, just, you're scary. Like, <laughs> just let it happen yeah <laughs> come on just let it happen just for be you. a part of this <laughs> Come here, journey it's fine. you're well, gonna be okay that's like you know a breaking down of like these patriarchal walls that have yes. been built because traditionally the man is supposed to help the woman yeah because, no, oh, i take care of me. you I need help. i'm just a lovely little lady you know? yeah and it's like no sometimes it's scary it, and then and then <laughs> you he in turn takes care of you yes. as well. Yes, yes. You but know? look at us like we relinquish power to fall in love, to find our oh person. My it's huge for us. Because yeah. I definitely swear up and down. I, because I saw my mom raise me, single mom, I'm like, oh, I could be a single I mom if this. I needed, if I had a toxic partner or something. Yeah. But life without Vlad would be like not the life I want to live. I relinquish that power. Like I yeah. love him enough. Yeah. Because how independent are we that we're like, I will be okay no matter what. I'm a survivor. Oh and, right? I used to yeah. say that all the time. If we would get in arguments, I'm like, you know, I don't need you. I want you. And it was, I needed to let go of that because it's like I had to switch. You don't want to wish them away I too because that's like really, they need to feel yeah. purpose in the relationship. Yeah. Uh, in the very beginning, if things would go down, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. If you're not, whatever. Like I've been doing you're this. Like, I can do this. One I've been bag near mom. the door. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. You can you go. Were used to, you were used to it being alone. I was very much like a get out person. And not just, not, I, less with him definitely, but with other men, I was 
always pushing them away. Like, you know what? If you don't accept me or if you're going to be shitty, shady, whatever. Like Victims can, of trauma were used to independence. Yeah. That's, I'm really proud of you for that because I think for me, and I, I bet you guys, both of you can relate, like one of the, one of the most, I think, powerful journeys that I've had to make to, to, to work, to be on, and I'm still on it is allowing myself to be soft. It's hard. And like continue to be soft and trust and recognize that like, I don't have to do everything by myself. It's so hard when you've been raised. But you're practicing it. It's a practice. Every single day. And then somebody comes in my life and fucks shit up. And it takes me 10 minutes Sometimes like, I was trying to be soft and you turned me into a villain. Well, I'll explain a situation like that to I'm my like, therapist. I can get Spanish Harlem on you yeah, if I have to. Yeah, you did that too. It's like, you're like, I'm releasing, I'm relinquishing power. And then they show, they let you down. I know. But, but like that is a practice in utilizing the tools that you've built to bring you into that softness, right? Like you have to access that in that moment and recognize that like, they didn't let you down. They let themselves down. Yeah. And that's their problem, right. not yours. Yes, wow. what they did and how they behaved has affected whatever you need to get done. But that has nothing that's to do journey. with you. And yeah. it's also not your fault for hiring them or including them in your life. Or, or whatever any of whatever way, or, right? right? And yeah. you need to like, re- I'm a Scorpio moon. So like, I don't know how to release oh, anything. That shit okay. just like stays on me. Yes. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, ruminating. Yes. I love conspiracy. Like, yeah, she's like, I like love that. It. But like, you, ha- I'm I an Aquarius to... moon. Aquarius so moon. She's an Aquarius sun, Scorpio moon, Wait, Gemini rising. Aquarius sun. Oh, you're an Aquarius moon. I'm an Aquarius moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aquarius sun, Scorpio moon, Gemini rising. So very shoddy. Capricorn rising. Here. Why can't I memorize mine? I'm like triple Virgo along the way, and I, I triple never... Virgo tells me everything. I, uh, yeah, that makes sense. If yeah. you were like, just I think quit it's your Aquarius job, move in. I got this. Beyonce's yeah. a Virgo, so. My yeah. best friend Sadie is a Virgo, and she is the best. So Diego's Aww, a Virgo. Virgo season yeah, just started Virgo. a couple yes. days ago. I love it's how all time. the memes are just kind of like, "Get ready!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want everyone to see that because it's intense. Y'all are intense. It's true. Meanwhile, my mom's a Virgo, and I can't stand her. And I'm like, why do people think that I'm so, like, intense and crazy? But I'm like, oh, No, wait. y'all are lovers and fighters. <laughs> yeah. You love yeah. hard, you fight hard. It's true. It's it's true. Like, wow. Oh, my God. But we love you for it. Love. And I'm like, and, and let's make a list. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You show up, like, with colorful pens. <laughs> You're ready to love. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, before we let you go, I want to know what you're working on. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! Yay. So it's been like two and a half years in the making. Um, we are working on a lifestyle brand yeah. that is created to support people with busy brains. So you know, it's really inspired by creative people and entrepreneurs. Um, and so the first product we have coming out under the brand, which should I say the name or should Whatever I wait? Whatever you feel comfortable it's with doing. This comes out next week. Oh my God. If I say it, then I feel like I have to have like you the IG You can tell me ready. off No, pod. I announced I was pregnant on here and I was like, fuck, now I have to get the post ready for this <laughs> <Or tell laughs> before it comes out. It's true. Well, the you name can tell is me really off. cool. The name is really cool. So I'll say it. And, okay. and I'll say it because we had to go through like a thousand names with our yeah. trademark lawyer. <sighs> um, so it's called the brand, the overall brand is called Pew Moss. Okay. So Pew in Italian means more, and then it's Moss in Spanish, but without the accent, which means plus. So more plus is the name. You're so Love creative. Of Always. The company. And my husband's Italian. Words. I was not expecting that. You like it? I love it. Pew Moss, yeah. the dat with like a slash in the middle. My husband's Italian, and so Pew, Italian, and then Moss, Spanish. Um, and so it's more of all of the things that make you feel that make your life better. So the first product is going to be a product to help you like with your bedtime sleep ritual. And that's all I'll say. But it will come out soon, hopefully by November around holiday will be coming out. But but there are plans for, you know, like functional ready to wear. I really love like suits and like, you know, separates and stuff like this. So Things like that. We're going to be working towards. So I'm really, really, really excited. It's so awesome. So exciting. Yeah. Huge. Like you don't have enough on your plate. 
I mean, but I can more relate. Is more. I always more is more. Do more that. is more. More is more. You know what I say to people? I encourage anybody that has their own business to think about it as an enterprise and like what other little things can you create always. underneath it? Because we create worlds when we create our businesses. Yeah. If you can look at it from that place, like Fashion Mama is like an entire world it's yep. universe. So there's all these different ways that you can support people. And so it's not for, for me so much about like products because everything's going to be super limited. It's not going to be like an unlimited amount of things that we're just making like a bunch of t-shirts and like all these things. It means something. Yeah. Like we do a t-shirt line. There's going to be like 200 and we'll sell out and that's that, you know? Exactly. Um, Because I don't think that the the answer to, to creating a successful business is just more products. I think it's community and support. Right. Even though it is more plus. <laughs> <laughs> but in more support. Yeah, but the concept is right. It's more support for you, for your busy brain to help you, like, just to make your life easier. I can't wait. Yeah. Busy brains? Wow. Wait. I feel seen. I know. We were Bro. talking about this before you this got here. This conversation was like one big busy brain tornado. We were like, oh, where? <laughs> we're scary. It's okay. Soyla, like, cool. hearing from, every time I hear from you, like, I just leave with a little bit more energy so and joy. Well, you too, girl. Oh, so you bring energy on the internet. Thank you. I energy on little... Dancing on the fucking mirror. Here I go. We need it. Someone's got to do it. I always You're say like someone's got to do it. Yeah. Oh, you know. Dumps. They're what great. What we need to not do, though, is, like, post a photo of each other every day. I know. We were just talking about that, too. I'm like, do we have any other friends? My husband, you. We're posting you next. Let's take our photos now. I know. I can't wait okay everyone follow word agency follow zoila darton um and yeah we can't wait to be a part of pew moss and Thank just you like so learn more much for coming and see what beautiful Thank visuals you because i know you guys know each other but i just i never you yes. know i didn't you know it was right happen. and i'm like oh, i love you I'll and i feel so inspired by you you're so fucking cool she's loyal she's about i know i can tell yeah she's a good about i'm like don't cry it's okay <laughs> i'm like i'm like I do. I do want to do your hair. I, I have like hair. Under the scarf, which is why. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna keep. <laughs>